In October 2021, we hosted a virtual banquet to celebrate ISPU's widespread impact made possible by you, our community. Our theme was Lights, Camera, Action, Transforming Culture Through Research, which we approached through the lens of Hollywood with our event MC, Rizwan Manji, and our event keynote speaker, Lena Khan. You may know Rizwan as Ray from Schitt's Creek or in his work on TV shows Outsourced and The Magicians. He also played a role in the 2018 film, The Tiger Hunter, which was directed and co-written by Lena Khan. Lena also directed the 2021 film Flora and Ulysses for Disney Plus and has several television and film projects in the pipeline. This episode of Deep Dives with ISPU is a recording of Rizwan and Lena's conversation at our virtual annual banquet. We hope you enjoy listening to these two friends and colleagues discuss the importance of research and crafting authentic stories for television and film. Hi, Lena. It's so nice to see you again. It's so nice to see you. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I have a little bit of cough. We had a we had a bout of COVID here, despite being vaccinated. Oh, (laughs) you and your family are okay. Yes, all is well. I'm happy to see you. I've been excited about. I'm happy to see you, and I'm happy you're doing well. So that's yes. (laughs) About with COVID. Well, um, uh, we're really excited to have you here, and we wanted to have a chat with you. So um, I'd like to just start off pretty broad and say, you know, we just love to hear a little bit more about your story. How did you become Lena Khan? I love how that's a thing. That's only a thing in our world. Um, (laughs) Well, you you were part of that short journey. So I I had the regular route, you know, grew up in Rancho Cucamonga, did the whole like living, growing up in a Republican city thing, went to film school at UCLA. And then um, in my first movie, The Tiger Hunter, which you were very involved in, and now all my memories are coming back. um, It was was interesting because I was working on all kinds of scripts before that, that had nothing I never thought you could put that many brown people in a movie and let them actually be real humans and that it would go anywhere. But when I was at Participant, they were the ones encouraging me. And I was telling stories of my dad and they're like, you should bark down that route. And that was the one. And, and, you know, we got to have you playing a regular human and other people playing regular humans instead of just a representation of like your color. And it was so fun. And that's the sort of thing that kind of launched me. I mean, after that is when I got signed. After that is when I got um, to do all the other projects I did, um, the Disney movie and et cetera. And, and then it just, it went from there. This is not part of the, the approved list of questions, but I wanted to ask you, what is it about the tiger hunter that, that you feel like in retrospect, it's 2018. So it was three years ago. What do you think it was about that film that got you, um, all this, these accolades and, and, you know, the, the floor and Ulysses and all these, these recent things that have happened. What do you think it was about the tiger hunter? You know, I used to think it was a lot of different things. The Muslim band came out around that time. And I thought that's what gave us a push, but that was only in a couple Southern states where that even came up as much in the festivals. It was a little bit. And then later I was like, Oh, maybe it's just because a lot of immigrant stories are really depressing. And I think, it had to do with a couple things. One is that instead of it being just like sad story about, you know, immigrants having a rough time, it was really a father son story, which I think now in like a society where everybody's striving for success and that's the core of the movie is a big thing. But, but more than that, what I've noticed somebody, uh, one of my old interns wrote on Twitter recently that um, nowadays one of the biggest forms of rebellion for minority communities is stories with joy. 
Yeah. And because our stories are always about tragedy and they're about being, you know, this or that. And ours was just being like celebrating the funny in our lives yeah. and, and how that played out. And I think that worked really well for people. And, and it had, and it's a, it's a similar element that I found in a lot of the, in the shows I've sold or the projects I worked on after. I'm glad you said that because I was like, if you had any other answer, I would have said, you're wrong. This is the reason why it worked. And that's exactly, that's what I like. That's what I tell people when I'm like, well, why did it, why did it work? So like, why did it work so well? I'm like, because we were allowed to be funny. We were allowed to like be happy and like have a funny story and still be important, right? Like it's still had an important message, but you could do that with joy and happiness. So I, I think, yeah, you know, definitely that's, uh, uh, you had the right answer. So check mark for oh, you. Okay. <laughs> Um, Could you uh, share your personal perspective uh, on the importance of representation in Hollywood? That sounds like something that is from the approved list, of course. It's approved. (laughs) But then, you know, there'll always be like an unapproved question. So let's go with that. (laughs) You know, it's funny because I was like, I used to do these talks when I was fundraising like nine years ago where I had, had, I know like you've been there where we had to tell people how important representation was. And now I think like people get it a little, but I like, I feel like people, they don't realize it, but they, they feel on a very visceral level. Like I have a, I have a small son now. And you see when somebody like, if somebody in the family, if you're in a family function or at school and somebody draws a photo and they draw a photo of you and it has all the classmates or has all the family and you have a really big nose, you get really hurt. Like that you're, you're like, no, I know my nose is a little big, but it's not that big. Right. That reference to me, Lena. And then people get even more hurt if you're just missing. Yes. Right? And, and then, and so this is just like those pictures on a giant stage and the way that people feel the pains of being misrepresented or just straight out missing. And it has so much of an effect yeah. on their life. Like I just finished that Never Have I Ever season and we got to introduce a Muslim character. And the way that struck, especially young people on such a visceral level, like for them to actually feel seen and they feel the way I grew up, where when I, I grew up in Ranch Kugelmanga, I thought I was like a true blue American. Like I played on a baseball team. I was in a bad garage band. Like that's <laughs> more American than that. And so to representation is like, showing things the way they really are in society, the way we see them and going, okay, yeah, like I, I belong and you see me as I see me. Yeah. I, it's, 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 it's so great that you're, that you mentioned about never have I ever, I had a similar experience with Mira Royal detective where they introduced, uh, you know, uh, I mean, I was always there. I'm a Muslim character, but there was a Eid story and it became this, uh, it like went viral and it was, it's, it was then that you realize it does matter. People, people just, they, they see themselves and they, and, and it, and it, uh, it makes them, you know, it, it, it makes them feel good. That's that we, we need to be represented. It just, it, it's, we're seen exactly what you're saying. So, you know, I mean, I'm not even a kid anymore, but I was excited about that video. I saw it <laughs> and I felt all warm and fuzzy that like, yeah, this is how I feel being here. So awesome. It's so awesome. Um, so, you know, let's take it another, what has your, um, ex- what, what has been your experience as a Muslim movie maker? Like, you know, uh, I guess that's what you are. So you don't know what the other experience is, but like, <laughs> have, you, have you, you know, with your peers and how, how does it, how has your experience been maybe different than your peers? Yeah. It's been so weird because I didn't go in thinking like, Oh, I'm going to be the Muslim filmmaker, but you start becoming that after a while. And then after a while, just seeing, you know, the way the society is, you feel like maybe that's not such a bad thing. 
Yeah. And maybe there are things you can accomplish with that. Like some of this, like uh, one of the shows I sold last year, I was, I was so excited that I had a Muslim girl in a headscarf, you know, and some without, but like me. And, yeah. and I, I was like, I never thought I'd even try to do that or be it just how fun, how much fun you can have with that. And that that's, that's an ability you have now. Like there's a power in that. That's yeah. so amazing. And then sometimes you just want to do things that have like, I had a very personal connection to Flora and Ulysses. It's a story about cynicism and being broken and rising again, but there, there aren't very many Brown characters in that movie. <laughs> Gotta say we tried, um, but you know, it, it's nice to be able to exercise different parts of you that aren't just the, you know, Muslim part, even though, you know, that, that is through all of you, but so in being, but you can only do so many projects. So I guess there's a lot of things pulling at you and there's also things that you just can't do yet. Um, you know, there's certain stories that you've, we haven't quite figured out how to tell, how to tell and whether we can tell them. So there's just a lot of things pulling at you, but an excitement to be where you are, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, speaking about Florin Ulysses, like, um, I think that that's, you know, uh, I think it was great because it shows a well-rounded, you know, um, uh, library of your of your work, right? Like, um, yes, you did the, the the Tiger Hunter, and yes, you have projects that have Muslim characters involved. But the fact that Disney was like, I saw the Tiger Hunter, and I um, um, seen this this uh, this woman's work, and I feel like this story that we have, Flora and Ulysses, she would be perfect for it. Can you tell us a little bit of how that process worked? How did you end up um, being the choice to direct Flora and Ulysses? Yeah, it was, I mean, it was such a rewarding thing for exactly how you said, like, I came off of the Tiger Hunter and I was like, great, I'm going to be in this, you know, South Asian box <laughs> all the time. And I met this, um, this producer named Gil Netter, he did things like, you know, um, Life of Pi and The Blind Side and all those whatever things. And he's a great producer. And I just got to come in and just talk about my personal connection to the story and what I wanted to do with it. And also, you know, kudos to him that he didn't um, just see the headscarf, which a lot of people do. And he just, um, he was my champion and we took it to Disney. And, and I think it's, I've seen now, like the industry will honor the different aspects of you. If you kind of see them in yourself, like I've seen when younger filmmakers are trying to just be the, the one person that I'm trying to be the representative for this community or whatever it is, it doesn't work. You know, things have to come from that place of truth inside of you. And we are multifaceted beings. And that's when the stories feel real. And that's when people, you know, get attracted to them. Well, I have to tell you that my family watched Flora and Ulysses and uh, we loved it. And um, congratulations, because it was an, it was it was amazing. And it was in it. And it has that Lena Khan joy to that movie as well. Like you can totally see the the joy that you feel watching the Tiger Hunter. You feel that in Flora and Ulysses. So congratulations, because, you know, if you're going to be typecast at anything, it's going to be like the joy maker, <laughs> uh, filmmaker. So there's there's definitely that. So Lena, what about um, giving us some examples of your advocacy works? How does your work, you know, um, link with ISPU's work? Yeah, you know, it's it's weird. And to be very upfront, when I was first asked to do this, I was like, what do I have to do here? And so, (laughs) and then I started thinking a little, I was like, okay, the whole reason I feel like, you know, both of us, well, I'm not going to speak on your behalf, but from some of the, the work I've seen you you do and, and what I'm trying to do, like there's there's been a commitment to trying to, even through entertainment and creative less license, like represent things authentically, represent people. And like, like I've, I've seen you in your roles and, and just what we try to do, like we go deep, like we try 
things flourish in specificity. It's like people getting to know certain stories or certain people. And what I think is wonderful in this like sort of cultural revolution, I feel like we're trying to do without knowing it is, and what ISBU is leading is that it's so important to things come from an organic place of authenticity and truth. And, and, and everybody sees us as these sort of blobs, right? And there's like, and, and I was always like, at first I was like one blog and I was like, no, it's like a guy blob and a girl blob. And they have very certain like shapes those guy and girl blobs are. And ISPU comes in and, and, and really like clears the fog and, and, and shows the multifaceted nature of what, what is really out there. And, and by doing that, we're able to not just have to defend ourselves against that blob representation. And we can tell different stories then, and we can yeah. tell things authentic, authentically and try to represent a lot of different type of people. And, and it's growing in baby steps. Like I, there's certain things we can't do yet, but it's like, that's where we have to keep heading. And that's where we have to keep going. Like we're in a culture right now where people literally can't read past the first paragraph of a Facebook article. Right. And so I, it's like, you need ISPU the same way. We're like, God, you better get the choice right for who's going to host Jeopardy. Cause it's just so important. Oh yes. You, you know, yeah. Right. Like, please get it right. Like that is like the last, these are like the last strongholds of people who are still trying for things to be based off of truth and critical thinking when that's so under attack. And it's like, we just need whatever medium we're in, whether it's ISPU who's doing it on the very like, objective and, and intellectual level or, or what we're doing to set up a sort of system where things, you put the information out there and it's true. And then people yeah. draw conclusions off of verified information. That's like, right. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice to be in a pitch meeting where you're like, as I've had this, and I'm sure you have, where you're like pitching, like this is a Muslim storyline and we want to do this. And then they're like, well, we don't really know if this is true. Well, we don't know if this actually happens. You're like, well, wait a minute. Here's some research that I can show you. And here's some facts, you know what I mean? That you can take with you and that'll help you to convince you because now you can't argue with these facts, right? So there's there's definitely that. There's definitely Exactly. That. Yeah. And now, and, and, and they start thinking like, oh, there's other people out there. There's a such thing as a black Muslim. I was like, yeah, there's a lot more of them than, you know, me. And so, like, I've actually for the first time sent some of ISPU's um, uh, toolkits to executives, right? And it's it's just like, wow, information. And you literally just, you're like, well, we can't argue with that. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. (laughs) Um, So, you know, I, we have like a few minutes left and I wanted to ask you about, some of the stuff that was, you know, that we we're talking about in your bio. Um, what are you, is there anything that you can disclose? Like, what are you up to? What's the, what's the, what's the, the pitching and what's, what's happening? What are we going to see Lena Khan doing? And is there a part for me in it is always what I care about. <laughs> you and Danny, I'm always thinking how I Just the way, like, literally in this event, I'm like sending, I'm going to send you my headshot resume. <laughs> I, no, have, I literally no, have, no. it's funny because the projects I have are exactly the way I described, like there's some half of them, the ones that I, I literally just came on board that, okay, I was like, I can put these there, I can put there. There's one that's set in a whole different country and time where I was even like, could I have somebody who comes in and trades so that they can like look a little different? But um, yeah, I'm working, I'm producing a TV show right now. And then I just came on board, um, fingers crossed that the, we just finished the contract. Um, for, for a big movie I'm super excited about. And it was interesting, like in terms of this conversation, because I have one that's my passion project that we're packaging and getting a writer. And there's this one that came from something else and they asked me to come on board. And then I realized, I was like, this is the time where I can actually advocate that I was like, 
that family, can we change the family a little bit different? I was like, I would love to see this kind of, it's, it's like a weird comedy. I was like, I would love to see that family be Muslim. Not that you have to do that all the time, but I was like, it would be cool here for that to happen. And so I'm about to have that conversation. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually in a position for once where I can do that in like a big theatrical movie. And um, well, if COVID doesn't like botch it again. Um, and then um, there's some passion projects of mine that have like nothing to do with anything, but I was like, yeah, that, that we can do. So um, it's been good. Well, that's amazing. I, you know, I'll speak on behalf of myself, but I'm sure everybody who's watching, we're so proud of you and we're so excited that you're, you're doing all, all, all this work and, um, you know, you're amazing and you're a trailblazer that, and everybody knows that. So we're, we're excited that you uh, joined us here tonight and, you know, thank you so much, Lena Khan, and we'll be looking forward to all your, uh, upcoming projects and, you know, me and my family will definitely be staying, uh, stay staying tuned to everything that you're doing. Thanks, Lena. Well, thank you. You were a trailblazer before me. So thank you and all the organizers for all the, like the actual smart work that they're doing so that I can like sit and tell stories. So <laughs> thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Deep Dives with ISPU. And thank you to Rizwan and Lena for your insights into the relationship between research and authentic informed storytelling, especially as it pertains to representing Muslim characters and storylines in Hollywood. You can learn more about the Institute for Social Policy and Understandings Research at ISPU.org and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the ISPU. We're also on Instagram at the underscore ISPU. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to hear more conversations like this, subscribe wherever podcasts are found and maybe even leave us a review. Thank you. Thank you.